Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, just like a Murillo Crossfield ball. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win? Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery free in terms of apply, see mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Red Side of the Trent. This is actually take two because unfortunately the Queen passed away one. Forest were visiting Leeds United at Ellen Road at the time. This is now the home fixture for Forest as I welcome Adonis Storr back on from the Roaring Peacock. How are you Adonis? Are you well? Very good, thank you Adam. Excellent. Um, obviously since the, well, seven games ago Leeds was last victory uh three draws in there four defeats not not losing by more than two goals other than to Man City in in that mm-hmm. how's how's it been going obviously last time we had I had you on when we before before we couldn't release it I asked you about what you thought about Jesse March now you've had a full half a season what, what have you made of his first like full season in charge difficult it, it's difficult um yeah I, I don't know it's just one of those cases where do you, how long does your patience go on for and your understanding um and you know the premier league obviously toughest football league in the world possibly other than the championship <laughs> um there's a th- you know most most leagues y- you already know who's going to win um so you know in germany you know that Bayern Munich, for example, is going to win the the Bundesliga. In Scotland, you know that uh, you know that it's going to be Celtic or Rangers. And with the Premier League, it's it's almost the reverse. You, you've probably got you know one or two or three teams that are going to win win it. But especially this season, you've got no idea who's going to go down. There's probably about seven or eight teams in the mix there. And um, the promoted teams have done really well. So, you know, it's difficult. It's difficult to, you've got to take all of that into context. And I also think with Bielsa, uh, you know, he drummed, he was such like a drill sergeant that he's drummed everything into those players. And there's probably had to be an unlearning process Mm. before they can also take on board what he wants. 
So I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, Adam, is what is a long, is a short story of, yeah. I've, I've, I, I came across something on Twitter, which I did chuckle at, and I thought it was quite funny, and it's definitely something I've got to ask you. I saw someone quote Jesse Marsh's style of football as yeehaw football, which I did, I enjoyed that, because obviously of the American reference. Would you agree with that some in some sort of statement? Because obviously, it's obviously referencing Cowboys and how, how maniac cool they, they they can be maniacs basically that i think that kind of sums leads up in a nutshell would would you agree with that or not really i mean twit if you, if you want sort of very short vaguely amusing um almost witty lines then twitter is the place for that isn't it um, it's, it's i've also seen him called you know yank lampard and all this <laughs> I, I think it's a little bit um, shallow uh, to sort of base your opinion on where somebody like somebody's nationality, essentially. Yeah. Um, what I would say is it's, it's, it was sold to the Leeds fans by the board as the natural successor to Bielsa and Bielsa played possession-based football, stretching the opposition width of the pitch. You'd have, your wingers and your fullbacks hugging the touchlines. So you'd spread the opposition out very wide and you keep hold of the ball and you pass it around very much like Man, Man City do, for, for example. Jesse Marsh has all the players in the middle of the pitch. <laughs> and uh, we, we basically play counter-attack football. So not in possession. We look better when we don't have possession of the ball or the majority of the possession and um and and it is very chaotic so i get the kind of yee-haw and i understand that jokes exist and not everything is an insult uh but it does feel like a little bit of uh, cheap analysis sometimes um so yeah i i would say that it's not a great watch but we do look more stable even though we've conceded more goals somehow um but yeah, it started. It started to look better the last six games. That's what I'd say. Mm. We've had a couple of nil-nil draws uh, against Newcastle, so we shut them out, and against uh, Brentford, who we lost, who we conceded five goals to earlier in the season, and uh, and they didn't even have a shot on target. Um. So so we've definitely seen some improvement. That's all I'll say. I mean, you've you kind of touched on a on a note that I've got down. I've wrote some. I've just wrote down entertaining, but not pragmatic enough. Because generally, the I think the consensus of Leeds is, especially if you don't watch them week in week out, you kind of just think, right, well, let Leeds have the ball because they won't know what to really do with it because they want to hit you on the counter, they want to press you at 100 miles per hour. So if we let them have the ball, they might just give it to us almost. Or if you good pass inside like a city, you can just pass around, get out of the press, and you're at, at Leeds' back four. So that was something I was going to ask you. Like, has it has it been frustrating in terms of where you're really good going forward, but maybe defensively when you need to kind of dig in and, and sit in and kind of soak up a little bit more of a pressure? Has that been kind of Leeds' undoing because of them leaking so many goals? But obviously recently it's sort of, you've started to say that you've started to shut up shop a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, the, the problem is there's been a real lack of identity. So to to give you sort 
sort of an understanding of how we play. I'm not sure and really anybody can do that. Yeah. All we can <laughs> all we can really talk about is where are where are the players playing and um what do we try and do? So it they the, a lot of players in the middle of the pitch, it's been described as penis ball. I don't know if I can say that on your podcast. Yeah, you can say whatever you like. Right, there you go. So that's the formation. It looks like a penis. The, <laughs> Quality. The, the, <laughs> the, the fullbacks of the balls. <laughs> so every, everything's through the middle, in other words. Um, I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's not pragmatic because under Bielsa, we were so wide um, that that teams were just walking through our midfield. There was mm. literally nobody there, just a big space. So... Um, I'd, and I'd say that it's turned a corner a little bit recently and um, we do look a bit more pragmatic and maybe a bit less entertaining. Uh, but the, the problem has been that we've been conceding the first goal, almost the first attack of an opposition team. The, literally the first attack has probably happened like six times where the the our opponents have got the ball and their first waltz into our penalty area they score so because of that we've been chasing games a lot yeah um, and, and so i think that when we shut up shop uh against newcastle and brentford then it's it's given the game a different complexion and then we've you know then we've really needed that creative player to unlock a low block uh which we don't have so i can't really t i can't really answer your question sorry mate that's all right. Um, obviously, <laughs> we're, place. we're recording this on transfer deadline day, which is obviously a little bit of a hindrance to yourself because I know you. I think you're. A, do you do you still write for the BBC as the Leeds correspondent? I believe. I think that's what it was last time, wasn't it? Yes, my. Uh, well, I'm a um, contributor to BBC yeah. Sport. Yeah. So, so my article came out this morning. Yeah. What I wanted to ask you is obviously, where do you think Leeds need to strengthen? What are like the, some of the rumours that are going around. I mean, Twitter is quality for some rumours. I mean, I, there was one about Forrest, obviously, that we're heavily linked to Kalo and Avas, and there was one about him being in Greg's in West Bridgeford earlier, which I've, I mean, that's always a popular one. I don't know what, what, it's, what it's like in, for the Leeds sort of Steak bake. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What's What do you like from Greg's? Steak bake's always a top one, isn't it? Or the, yeah. the bacon and cheese wrap is always a nice one. Cheese and onion pasty? No. No? Well, I would have it, but I've never yeah. had one. <laughs> oh, there you go. You're missing out. You're missing uh, I'm missing out. out. I'll move it next time. <laughs> um, well, there was a rumor about a Nicolo Zaniola from AS Roma who has fallen out with Mourinho. He was linked to go um, to Bournemouth as well, I believe. Yes. Initially, he didn't even want to sit down and negotiate a contract with them, which <laughs> I found found quite amusing yeah um and but in the end he did uh but the the Bournemouth owner uh rejected it <laughs> well it was 26.5 million uh pounds plus a sell-on clause and um the guy's been he's missed 71 games in the, in the last three seasons well I, I, I didn't think it was like the best move and I mean if Wallace from break uh, from from the wide doesn't want you then I, I think that's a fair point really Leeds need a left back. Right. Uh, needed a left back for a long time. Um, Stuart Dallas was filling in there. I, I think he's probably still our best left back, but <laughs> he broke his femur, right. which is very rare 
um, accident in football, it's normally mm. something that happens in a car crash. Yeah. Literally. So, you know, that, that the biggest yeah, the bone long, in the, your body. Yeah the, yeah, the long bone, yeah. The long one, yeah. So uh, he's recovering from that. Hopefully he'll be back soon. Because pa- Patrick Stewart's been playing left back quite a lot, hasn't he? If I'm not mistaken. Strauk. Yeah. Yeah, I can't say his Strauk. name. I'm not even going to try and butcher Somerville's name later because I've got a question about him. (laughs) Uh, Crescencio, I think it's how you say it. Crescencio, correct. Crescencio. Yeah, Yeah, so so you need a left back. Anyone that you're looking at, do you think? Nope, nobody. Uh, We've uh, (laughs) we've brought in Maximilian Verber. Yeah, from RB Salzburg. Correct. Um, but he he has been filling in in central defence for us, and he's the best central defender we have right. now. Even after two games, he looks as good as Ben White did when he came in. So he's 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 been a uh, made a big difference to us in defence, and I feel like we need him there now. Um, so Strauch is back at left back, um, which he hasn't played badly at. But uh, so you, you remember penis ball, yeah. Uh, a lot of the attacking width of penis ball comes from those balls, so they need to they need to come up <laughs> nice and nice and quickly. Um, so yeah, uh, and, and is he and not obviously Strauk is a, he's a Strauk is a big centre back. He's yeah. a big he's a big werewolf looking lad. He's a he's a very big centre back, and and that's where he needs to be, I think. So a left back would be great, um, and you know that's that's probably about it. Um, for us, I wouldn't mind a, a right-sided centre-back because we have just, breaking news, got rid of uh, Diego Llorente, who had been having a shocker of a season. Right. Responsible for at least two of those five goals against Brentford that yeah. I mentioned. Directly <laughs> responsible. Mm. Uh, but it was a record-breaking transfer window for us. We spent £50 million uh, that's more than any other winter window in our history. And uh, the close, next closest was £9 million, which was four years ago. But usually we don't do any business. So it was, I know that you uh, you guys have gone out and spent, you know, they had to, you know, hire Noah's Ark to bring in your <laughs> transfers. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's not, that's not been, not been big news, has it? <laughs> um, did you because I just run me through you've signed so you've signed Maximilian Weber 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 I thought he Weber. was a centre half primarily anyway he is on football manager but that's just that's just correct he is he's yeah. a centre back did you yeah, sign but Weston he was playing left back yes we've signed Weston McKenney on loan the United States Juventus. of Leeds it seems that's how it's all yeah, seems Leeds to be. United States yeah. yeah so you signed McKenney signed Weber are you excited for McKenney he looks you all right in even, the World Cup. You haven't even talked about our record signing, Jorginho Ruter. Ruter. I, I, I don't even know who that is, to be honest. Baker? <laughs> 36 million pounds. Blimey. Where's he come from? Do you know much about him? You don't even know. <laughs> don't That's know. bad, that is. It's been, it's been, a, it's been a, a, a wild... It's been a wild ride. Um, this, this, this transfer window, I don't remember us... Spending this much money, ever? It, feel, it feels fun though, doesn't it? It does feel fun. Uh, I, I kind of, I got the sense of he came from Hoffenheim, by the way. I got the sense uh, that you might, you might have had, you know, 
in the summer when you bought all those players. Oh yeah, no, it was it. Well, it, the novelty rat rat well off after about fourteen. Yeah, yeah. How do you yeah. remember all those names? It's like walking into a room of strangers. Yes, I think it's know. like when a new teacher comes into a classroom, isn't it? And they've like right. going down the register. <laughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Just a break in play to give a plug to my business. This is Reese off the pod. I have my own courier business, RL Delivery Service. I do local and GB deliveries. Good rates, fully insured. So give me a message on, it's RL Deliveries on Twitter. You can find it in my bio, which is um, Reese spelled R-E-I-S-S-N-F-F-C. Or I'm also on Facebook at RL Delivery Service. So if you do need anything moving, give me a message and I'd be more than happy to help. Um, and uh, we also got Diogo Montero, which is apparently the replacement for Diego Lorente. He's a right-footed centre-back, but he's 18. Right. Where does uh, Ruta play? Ruter. He's a, he's a number nine. So we've needed a number nine for a long time. Right. Uh, and uh, he is uh, he can play on the wings as well. He can play in the number 10 position. Uh, but he, he likes to be a number nine. He, he likes to get up there. He likes to score goals. Uh, tricky French lad. Um, yeah, lots of potential. Lots and lots of potential. That seems to be like a bit of a thing with Leeds at the moment. They've bought a lot of good young players, it seems, with a lot of potential and a lot of room to grow. I mean, I've wrote down Wilfred Nonto because every time I've watched him, he looks absolutely frightening, but brilliant, obviously, as an entertainer to watch from yourselves. What have you made of his emergence this season? Surprising. Because um, even though he, you know, he came through the Inter Milan system, even though he was given his Italian debut, one of the youngest ever Italians, if not the youngest, can't remember all these stats. I'm not the stat man. <laughs> um, so even though he had all that going for him, he was playing in Switzerland. He wasn't even getting in their first team, so he but he was he was getting good minutes. They'd, you know, he. Their, their fans had made a cartoon of him and made up a song of him, which you can find as a GIF uh, on Twitter if you want, or you can watch the whole thing on YouTube and <laughs> learn the lyrics. Um, he's uh, He's been very surprising. And Marsh himself said that uh, he wasn't Premier League ready or didn't think he was. They were going to leave him for the first part of this this season. So we were, we were actually going to bring him in this window. He's exceeded all expectations Hmm. and uh, super quick, low center of gravity. One of the smallest forwards ever in Premier League history, if not the smallest. Very, very short fella. Yeah. Uh, But uh, massive heart, tricky, makes things happen. Good vision. And for his age, just 
he's got so, such a high ceiling, so much potential about him. And of course, a uh, Paolo Di Canio-esque volley uh, in, the, <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the cup against Cardiff uh, the other week. I'm looking forward to the battle between him and Serge Aurier. I think it'll be an interesting one, especially the last couple of weeks. Aurier has been getting caught out a little bit at right back, I feel, and he's kind of took his foot off off the pedal. But hopefully that will give him a good, good, good kick up the backside. Um, I like spoke, the sound of that. You spoke. Uh, you spoke briefly about this this relegation scrap at the bottom. Obviously, I was going to ask if you actually consider yourselves in it, but you you must do. It's it's crazy, isn't it? There's about seven eight teams. I think you mentioned. I would, I'd mm. probably agree with that. Where where do you see yourselves? Do you think you'll get out of it? Do you think you'll cruise to it, or do you think it's going to be a matter of those seven or eight teams, including both of our parties, in in that conversation? Well, um, you've spoiled it all for us because uh, I expected the promoted teams to do a lot worse. Well, Bournemouth are starting to fulfil that promise. Yeah, I mean, Bournemouth, have cons- the goal difference is shocking. And so is yours, by the way. Yeah, it's shit, but it's it's getting better. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, normally there's, you know, normally there's two promoted teams who um, are not not performing very well. At least one who is stranded to the to the to the bottom of the table. Yeah, we're not no Nor- Nor- by this Nor- time. Norwich aren't in the this division anymore. <laughs> Right, exactly, and it was it was Fulham last time we are, uh, in our first season back. So and look at them, they're seventh. So yeah, upset upset the apple cart, and now you've got you know Everton, Southampton, Wolves, West Ham, Leicester, all big teams mm-hmm. who you know were, have been fighting for that eighth spot, uh, seventh or eighth spot. So uh, uh, basically, as best as you can do, you'll find that out. Um, if you stay, if you stay up in the Premier League, that's pretty much the ceiling for for teams like us. Um, and now look at them; they're all in danger. So we're all in trouble. I don't know who's going to make make it out. Uh, I know that the 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 board and the Forty ers uh, Leeds board, um, they must be panicking, and that's why they've spent you know, nearly 50 million pounds now. So, uh, and if Marsh doesn't get results soon, he'll be gone. Um, I'm almost certain of that. And, and they'll, they'll bring somebody else in. So I think there's going to be a lot of sacked managers. I think, I think Forrester, I think you're in trouble big time because of the goal difference. Uh, if it does improve, then that's great. But normally in seasons past, if you look at the goal difference, that's the thing, that's Mm. the measure of it rather than the points, because, you know, um, the points will change over time, but the goal difference tends to indicate uh, a bigger problem. Yeah. I think it's an interesting battle, especially because of our run of games. I think we play you, uh, Everton and Fulham within the next few weeks before we play Man City. So these three big, there's three big games really down at the bottom there. Obviously Fulham are somehow flying so high, but yeah, fair play to them. Is it, do you think this is a six pointer? A six-pointer. This is one of those uh, memes, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. On, uh, what's Brian's gun? Is that it? On, I'm on not Twitter? sure. Uh, I understand the concept, the, the six-pointer. I'd say <laughs> it's, it might be a bit too early, uh, but like we said, there's so many teams in the mix down there 
they can't all be six pointers. They can't all go down, you know. <laughs> so um in terms of Jesse Marsh, I think he needs to win this game. Otherwise he's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of questions on him. Um without a leads without a win in six Premier League games. 18th in the form table. So three points from a possible 18 mm. uh, from the last six games. So you've got a worse rate away trouble. record than us, although you've played one less away than us. So could even itself yeah, out. We've conceded 11 goals in the last six games. So nearly nearly two two goals a game conceded. You guys, you guys are eighth in the form table. You've only lost one in six. So I'd say that, um, you know, you're due a loss, we're due a win. Let's do it. Come on, Adam. <laughs> absolutely Let's no make chance. it happen. Let, absolutely not. I, I'm not having any of this. But um, if, <laughs> I've got. I've just got, I, I'd like to ask you this because I think it is an interesting point. If if you were going to choose three teams right now to go, who you think might go down, mm-hmm. who would you put your money on? If you had to put, if you had to, if you was a gambling man. If I was a gambling man, I'd say Everton. Um, Daesh might there might be a bounce for Daesh. Oh, but the meltdown would be phenomenal. There might be a bounce for Daesh, but uh this window has been extraordinarily bad for them. They've not signed anybody. It doesn't look like they're gonna sign anyone, and they've let uh, one of their best players go. Oh, but he has been shit this season, let's face it. I think, I don't think they'll be bothered about it, to be honest. Has he has he done any better than any of their others? <laughs> no, that's, no. What I'm, that's what I'm saying. I don't, but that's what I mean. If you can, if you get a tune, he's one of the players that you you could get a tune out of. Yeah. Um, and Newcastle and Eddie Howe obviously think so as well, and and I think so too. And and he was he was massively important uh, in keeping them up last season. They needed they needed to to make some transfers. So I'd say Everton bang in trouble, Bournemouth. Uh, uh, are in trouble, and then it's one of Southampton, Wolves, West Ham, Leicester, Forest, and us. I think we'll be. <laughs> I think we'll be fine. I think Leicester will be fine. I think West Ham will be fine. Just too much quality. I think Wolves will be okay. Julian Lopetegui. So I think it's probably between um, you guys and Southampton. Yeah, I think it's between you and Southampton. That's so fair. that'll be a six-pointer. I mean, but if we d- if Leeds don't start winning games, then we're we're doomed as well. I, I don't agree with you. I think we'll be all right. But it's everyone's got an opinion. That's just that's just the unfortunate thing in football, isn't it? <laughs> I have to think that Leeds United are, are going to be all right, right? I think and you will you be all right, think, and you have fun. to think that Nottingham Forest are going to be all right, right? Even because with you can't 30 million imagine, signings. <laughs> you can't imagine a future where you get relegated because then you wouldn't be a fan, right? No, absolutely not, of course. We've got a vested interest. Let's yeah. not beat around the bush. Definitely. Obviously, you've, you've, descri- <laughs> you've described some of your weaknesses in terms of fullback and penis ball, too narrow. Yep. Yep. What would what would you say your strengths are? Strengths? Mm. Pe- the penis. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> sometimes it works um sometimes it does its intended job i think our strengths now are in our attacking players we've got young exciting attacking players we've got players who have come back from injury 
So uh, a Bamford uh, in particular, massively important for us, um, holds up the play, you know, allows those breaks, very clever. Um, we've got players who who might be coming back as well. So if if we could get Stuart Dallas back, um, you know, he's I'm pretty sure he's played every every different role apart from centre back and goalkeeper for Leeds United at one point or another. So he's massively important for us. Um, so our attack, our yeah, if you can call it intensity, mm. the chaos that we create. I think we can. We've had great results against the top six teams. So if we can kind of get some results against the teams around us that, you know, quote unquote, should be beating. And plus, we've got a lot of quality now and we spent a lot of money. So we've got a squad that is that has a lot of, what would Jesse Marsh call it? Weapons, attacking weapons. <laughs> um, I've wrote down that uh, there's not been many dual games between Forest and Leeds United, especially with the Brian Clough connection. There always seems to be a bit of a, some sort of rivalry there, but what what are your predictions for the games? What what would you say your predicted eleven will be as well, as well as a prediction for the score? Right, yeah, I I, I just wanted to talk about just before we do predictions. Yep, I just wanted to talk about the last five games or two in particular between Forest and Leeds. Go on, because they were quite significant, I think. Yeah. Um. So last five. It's been three draws and two Forest wins. That's quite surprising. So you, you probably see us as quite a bit of a favourable opponent, I'd say. I always think Leeds are always a really tough game. Always mm. tough. I mean, there was a period of time, I don't think, where we could beat you. And I, and then I always remember when Gary Speed died and Leeds came and Leeds supporters were singing Gary Speed for God knows how long. And then I think it was Johnny Housen, who was a nemesis of Forest. He always seems to score past us. He launched one from about 30 yards in the top corner. And then the Gary Speed song carried on after the cheering. <laughs> yeah, big, uh, massively important player for us and um, heart-wrenching every time you you kind of you think about it. <laughs> Andy's man club, if you don't know. And if you ever need to talk to anybody... You know, get in touch, and there there are uh, groups of men who meet up and 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 talk about talk through stuff. So that's uh, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, uh, because it's important. Men should talk. Men should yeah. talk about this stuff. Absolutely. We don't need any more uh, um, tragedies. No. Right. Um, three draws, two wins. The last uh, game. Do you, do you remember that? Oh, we beat you now. Forest. Yeah, exactly. But you went and up. this. So correct. Ir- irrelevant. That irrelevant that we massive, beat you. <laughs> a massive turning point for us. Well, that's that's the thing about the six pointer question, isn't it? Does yeah. it? You know, it, it that that's kind of what I was talking about in my answer is that in in reality, at the end of the season, there are no six pointers. Really, it's it can become completely irrelevant, just like this game. Yeah. Except that it wasn't irrelevant because <laughs> the run that we were on. We'd had such a massive lead at the top of the championship and it had been petering out, wiltering away. Um, and we were in such a bad run. And Luke, there's a Luke Ailing interview after the Forest game and he looks about as heartbroken as a football player can look in an mm. interview. And that was a turning point for us. Uh, I think the whole the whole squad saw that interview and... Um, 
I have to thank you, really. Thank you for beating us 2-0 because <laughs> it was the catalyst that got us promoted. And then uh, um, one game before, if I may, it was the other win in this last five. Uh, Forest 4 leads 2. Do you remember that? Uh, that was when Sean O'Driscoll got sacked, weirdly, off the boxing day, I believe. No, wait, am I wrong? No, it's Ito Karanka, sorry. I'm completely different year. Ito Karanka, yeah. Osborne, Daryl Murphy, yeah. On television. Um, uh, Bielsa was uh, manager of Leeds and uh, Calvin Phillips got sent off. Yes. I think after about 42 minutes, something like that. And I think it was one, we were one nil down. You were one nil up at half time. Yeah. Right. And so you're one nil up. So we're one nil down and we're a player down at half time. And Bielsa sends the team on. And we are attacking like crazy. We've got 10 <laughs> men and we're just throwing, we're just like committing, you know, six or seven players in into every attack. And this this is just the madness and the genius of Bielsa. And we go two one up. So we come back, we're 1-0 down, we're a man down, we're, two, we're now 2-1 up yeah. after coming back. But does Bielsa, you know, bring on an extra defender? Does he say, you know, settle down, we're batting down the hatches, lads? No, that's not Bielsa's way. <laughs> Still, he's driving them on, attack, attack. <laughs> Sending seven players into every attack again and we end up losing 4-2. So <laughs> that just, for me, that is the quintessence of Bielsa. Uh, you, you attack at all costs, even when you're a man down. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and uh, and that's why that's, hard to win the, That's win why it can't be boring being a lead supporter in the last few years. To be honest, it's yeah, just... I miss him. I do miss him. And a part of me wishes he got the Everton job because I I just want to see his football again. But Everton would go down inevitably playing that football. Well, he wanted to coach the under-21 team, so I, he wouldn't have even been the manager of the first team <laughs> if they'd have gone with, that, gone with his what, um, what, plan. What, what a character. That is, that is, that is Bielsa all over. Um, right, you talked about predicted lineups, um, and so let's go through the injuries then. Can I talk about the... Do you want to talk about the forest injuries? Oh, we've got... How long you got? <laughs> so it's uh, by my count, it's Henderson. Yeah. Now here's an opportunity for you to laugh at my pronunciation. Nia Carte. Yeah, that's right. Oh yes, get in. Richards. Awanee. Yeah. Uh, Biancone. Yeah. And Cuyate. Yeah, yeah, and then now Morgan Gibbs White, unfortunately. Oh, good. Possibly. Cooper's got a bit. I mean, of a, I, Cooper, Cooper I, likes I, a mind game there, though. So you know, I don't, I don't wish want to wish ill on any on anybody, but he looks a very good player whenever I've seen yeah. him, and I'm glad he's not playing. But then, and then Yates and Colback have been a little bit ill. Colback doesn't matter as much, but Yates has been a been someone who's been playing quite a lot this season. Um, but they're going to recover, you know, uh, but so not for the game. I don't know. Cooper's very like he's. I don't know. He likes to play these mind games, but yeah. So, fingers crossed, Adam. As many <laughs> players out as possible. And, yeah, but we've got uh, about thirty players in our squad, Adonis. Oh, so it I doesn't keep matter. Forgetting about that. Keep forgetting about that. You can <laughs> only play matter. eleven. It doesn't matter. You know that you can only play eleven, right? Uh, Dallas for sure. Archie Gray, 
um, who's a 17-year-old, and uh, Crescencio Somerville seem to be the only injuries for Leeds at the moment. Uh, Rumours going around about Rodrigo. Uh, it's pretty hard to uh, give you a predicted lineup, uh, but I'll I'll try. Uh, Melier, Strauch, Verber, Cox injured. Forgot about that. Cox out, lads. Hey. Hey. Uh, um, so it, it will can't be Lorente. Uh, so I'm guessing he'll play maybe. Oh, I think Cooper might new be. Boy? Cooper might be out as well. Will he play your new lad who you've bought in? There's a chance. I think Ailing can play centre back as well. Maybe. Um, let's see. It might be Montero. I don't know. Uh, he's 18. Is he really going to throw him on? I don't know. And and then if Ailing plays centre back, then it'll be um, it'll be Rasmus Christensen right back. And then you know what? He might throw McKenney in. Rock has been playing all right though, so uh, it'll be Adams and McKenney or Rocker, and then phew, you've got you've got a choice really, Willie or uh, Sinistera. There's uh, Bamford. Rodrigo has to start because he's been scoring, um, and and then you've got uh, Ruter, obviously, maybe one or two others that I'm forgetting. You've put me on the spot there. Um, my prediction is. 2-1 leads. Real. I mean, I've gone 3-2 Forest. I think it'll be a ding-dong, to be honest. It's going to be... I think it'll be crazy. So, thank you, Adonis, for coming on. Uh, second time round, second time lucky uh, filming, uh, recording this podcast. And obviously, if people want to find you, where can they find the Roaring Peacock? Where can, where can yeah, they find they, Twitter, they want to support, Yeah, come, come up north, support a real, real football club. Wow. It's, um... <laughs> <laughs> come on here and invited you and i mean I, if you was in the same room i would have made you a cup of tea and been quite a nice lad and now you've just insulted us all <laughs> <laughs> it's uh the roaring peacock podcast on uh on youtube and in your preferred podcast player and you can follow me on twitter if you want at the adelites nice one thank you very much just a quick one as well from all of us on this podcast. This is something that we all share and it's something that myself and I'm sure the other guys have noticed as well is that a lot of people, especially Forest fans, as that's what mostly I do have on my Twitter, um, seeming to struggle a little bit with their mental health at the minute. You know, if you are struggling, um, by all means, message the pod and one of us will reply to you or message somebody on Twitter you know, use the forest timeline with the hashtag or just to make sure you talk to somebody rather than doing anything silly. Um, there is plenty of options out there. You know, if you also want to talk to someone in confidence, there's, you know, charities like Mind who will help you. Um, but just make sure you just talk to somebody rather than, you know, doing anything silly. I think that's um, an important message to relay um, to anybody who listens to the pod who might be struggling at this time. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> 